Yeah, thank you for tuning in. It's more than a podcast. Inexhaustible episodes, God's vast. Glorify Him as we broadcast the Lord's grace and God's wrath. More serious than a bomb blast. Full disclosure inside the title. No surprises, simply put, guys with Bibles. Yeah. Just some regular reborn reformed cats If it's in the Bible then they're gonna speak on that Cause the scripture is the final word okay. Competing ideas quite absurd Of this you can be quite assured <laughs> yeah. We were lost in the darkness of night immersed in sin But then the, the light, light emerged. emerged It was the Son of God, divine Christ that shines light The word in Genesis that assigned life in hindsight And was revealed through the prophets and apostles We magnify and expound on the power of the gospel Yeah, yeah Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Guys with Bibles. I'm Lee, and I'm back with another Theophany. This time, we're going to go over the Theophany that I managed to skip already, accidentally, and it was a huge thanks to Patrick from Cave to the Cross podcast, which is an amazing apologetics podcast. You really should go subscribe. Um, He... (laughs) wrote in on the Facebook page and said, oh, hey, you know, you should probably, uh, he didn't say it like this, uh, it would be really awesome to talk about, you know, Jacob wrestling with God, one of the most famous theophanies in scripture. So, Patrick, thank you very much for reminding me. Um, I would have probably ended up covering that later on when I realized, oh no, I missed that one. So thank you for catching it. I am really excited to talk about this. And uh, another great reminder, uh, we love feedback. So if you have any uh, thoughts or questions or ideas for other episodes, maybe even other topics, um, feel free to drop by our social media uh, or email us at guyswbibles at gmail.com and uh, give us some feedback. It's always great. Um, so yes, yeah, so we are back in Genesis. Um, we were talking, we were in Exodus last time. We're gonna we're gonna rewind a little bit. We're gonna go to the to the very end of Genesis 32. Uh, the story is from verses 24 through 32, the end of the chapter. So we're gonna set the scene here. Jacob's alone. That's what the first verse says. He is in dread that his brother Esau is coming to find him and to kill him. Because we all know Jacob was a, a little punk <laughs> as a kid. And he, he uh, created an elaborate costume to take the uh, elder son's blessing uh, away from Esau from his dad Isaac. Um, so obviously Esau was going to be very angry, and he was, um, that he uh, gave away his entire birthright as the oldest son for a bowl of soup. Um, that is a bad trade. But just in case anybody wonders, in case anybody uh, comes up against a similar dilemma, the bowl of soup is not worth it, no matter how hungry you are. <laughs> but it was used, this trickery was used providentially here because Jacob is an immensely important figure, um, not only in the Old Testament, but even for the rest of redemptive history. And in fact, uh, we're going to see part of that importance in this story. Uh, so, uh, you know, well, let's just read it. Let's, without any further ado, let's get to the word. Genesis chapter 32, starting in verse 24. 
So, of course, Esau's mad, and Jacob's getting prepared. So he, in earlier in the chapter, he's got a whole bunch of gifts laid out that when Esau comes to find him, he's going to be ready, and he's not going to be empty-handed. He's got all this good stuff. He's going to make him so happy. He's going to give him all this stuff. It's going to be great. But just to be sure, he goes ahead and sends, Jacob sends his family away, and he stays alone. Um, so just in case he is mad, he won't kill Jacob's entire family. He'll just kill Jacob. So let's start uh, Let's start in verse 22. Now he arose that same night and took his two wives and his two maids and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream. He sent across whatever he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When he saw that he had not prevailed against him, he touched the socket of his thigh, so the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. He said, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him and said, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob named the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. Now the sun rose upon him just as he crossed over Penuel, and he was limping on his thigh. Therefore, to this day, the, son of Is- the sons of Israel do not eat the sinew of the hip, which is on the socket of the thigh, because he touched the socket of Jacob's thigh in the sinew of the hip. Here ends the reading. It's a pretty weird story, you know. Um, Definitely something very strange going on. If you were of a materialistic mindset, you might start launching a bunch of interesting, but uh, not exactly... um, perhaps not logical ideas of what this might be. Um, I'm not sure how you can mistake a person for God. And as we can tell from this passage, Jacob was very convinced that he had wrestled with God. Um, But he was alone. He was alone. That's what verse 24 tells us. And God came to him in the form of a man. And they wrestled all night long. So I can't imagine after Jacob has done... Uh, all this work, he's gathered this flock, he has a gift set aside, he's he's managed to get all this livestock. Um, earlier in the chapter, in verse 13, it kind of tells a little bit of what he's got sitting and waiting for Esau. Uh, verse 14, 200 female goats and 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milking camels and their colts, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. So his servants are holding on to them, ready to, to hand them over. He's been working. He's been working that day. He sent his family away, so he's, he's stressed about the risks of meeting up with his brother Esau. He sent his family away. He's alone. I'm sure he's dejected in, in several different ways. And then he wrestles a man until daybreak. So no rest for this weary man. But what's interesting is he's not. he doesn't give up. He's in this fight. But the man who appeared to him didn't prevail against him. You know, he didn't. He didn't fold him. 
Um, he didn't push his face into the dirt and leave him. Uh, it was he was he was putting up a fight. Jacob was. Um, he was stubbornly putting up a fight. We've seen that Jacob was crafty and stubborn. Uh, he he's not one to back down in a fight. And so, the, an interesting thing happens to Jacob. The the man touched the socket of his thigh, so the socket of Jacob's thigh was dislocated while he wrestled with him. Now, that's interesting. I don't know of anybody who has enough power to simply touch your leg and dislocate your hip. That doesn't happen. You know, this is not somebody with a weapon who came up and whacked him in the leg and did him in. It just says he, he touched his thigh. That is, that is some incredible power in that touch, which is, I would say, something more than human. So he does this. He knocks out his, his leg. Then he tells Jacob, let me go, for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So here we're getting more of, of Jacob's uh, stubborn uh, actions of his of his personality. He's not going to let he's not going to let this man go unless he gets a blessing. So I think at this point he's starting to realize there's something more to this situation than just simply a man has attacked me in the middle of the night. Uh, I will not let I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he's going to hold on to his assailant here, who is God until he gets a blessing. You know, obviously this isn't the first time that Jacob's received a blessing, but he he got it before by playing tricks, by putting on a costume, by using deceit. Now, it, the situation's a little different. He's asking a blessing because he's holding his own in a fight. Uh, this would This is a more honorable way to get a blessing than he did before. He's winning... He's winning a physical fight. He's winning a, a, a match of strength, uh, at least on a human level. Um, and uh, talking about this, God is obviously letting him win because we know if, if God, um, we know that God is sovereign over human life. He could have just, simp if he had wanted to do away with Jacob, he could have just struck him dead right there. He didn't have to dislocate his hip he could have ended his life without even touching him, just a word, and he would have been uh, erased. He would have been, with just a word, he could have been removed from the earth. This is not a text that's arguing that man can be as strong as God. Not at all. Not at all. That, that does not fit with the testimony of Scripture. What this does comport with is God's grace toward his people. And he's doing this in this instance um, for Jacob's benefit. And why do I say that? Because Jacob does get the blessing that he asks for, but it, it comes about in a, in a way that he would not have expected, but certainly an unforgettable way. Uh, so he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So they're, they're grappling. He's not letting this man go. So the man says to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. So Jacob basically means trickster, you know, and there's a, a huge connection between a person's character and a person's name, especially in the Old Testament. 
So often a person's name, if you know what the name means, will forth tell that person's character normally. So here we know we know Jacob as a trickster. Uh, he's he's pulled many schemes to get what he wanted. He's not getting what he wanted here. Uh, he's he's had to he's had to fight for this blessing. So he says, Jacob. The man tells him, Your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. Okay, that's a weird blessing. <laughs> he gets a name change? What's the, what's the deal with that? Well, again, because of the importance of names, God is giving him a blessing. In effect, he's saying, you're not, no, you're not a trickster anymore, and gives him the name Israel, because we've seen Jacob has striven with people already, with men, you know, with mankind, um, and he prevailed there. He's striving with God now, because we, we need to remember um, earlier in, in chapter 32, Jacob gives a very honest prayer, O God of my father Abraham, and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who said to me, Return to your country and to your relatives, and I will prosper you. I am unworthy of all the loving kindness and all the faithfulness which you have shown to your servant. For with my staff only I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, that he will come and attack me and the mothers with the children." For you said, I will surely prosper you and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which is too great to be numbered. It's a very candid and honest prayer coming from this man. And I think, in, in, in part, this wrestle, this wrestling match, um, is part of God's answer to that prayer. Why? Um, because there is the promise land, seed, and blessing, and that will come through Israel, come through Jacob, Israel the man uh, who we're talking about here. God has promised to bless him, but he's not going to bless him just by showering blessings on him, right? He, this isn't the prosperity gospel. Jacob's not going to go through his life pulling the slot machine handle and nickels just falling all over him. No, there's going to be struggle, He's going to have a hard life. He's going to have to do some striving. Um, he's already striven with God physically uh, in this altercation. But Jacob and his children are going to are going to strive with God. And what do I mean by that? They're going to have to. They're going to seek Him. They're going to worship Him. They're going to pray. They're going to go through hard times. They're not going to understand difficult situations that come their way. They're not going to understand when things go wrong. They're going to have a difficult time searching for the things uh, that they're promised, and they're not. They don't come to them immediately. Um, they're going to fall into apostasy time and time and time again, and be called back to the worship of the one true God through very, very, very difficult circumstances. There's going to be striving. They're going to have difficulties with those around them. Uh, there's going to be war. Uh, there will be famine. There will be um, disagreements within their own camp. They're going to strive with men. Israel himself will strive 
with men. He'll have disagreements. He'll have discord. Uh, there will be broken relationships. There will be arguments. And there's going to be difficulty between him and God and his people and God. Why? Because they're sinful. They're sinful just like we are sinful. Um, human nature has not changed <laughs> since since this time, since before Jacob and long after Jacob, the nature of mankind is the same. We are sinful. Uh, we are we go through difficulty, and what will we do? We'll blame God. Why why are you treating me this way? What have I ever done? Because that's the sinful response to think that we're in the right. So we're going to strive. We're going to have difficulty with men and with God. So then Jacob has been asked his name. He told it. He got, and he got a name change out of it. And with that, an entire character change. So this is not a man who's going to be sneaking around hatching schemes of how he's going to better himself by pulling the wool over someone's eyes. Um, instead, he's going to be a patriarch. He's going to be a, a forefather to a great people. Um, through him, through his bloodline, will come the savior of all of, of all people, from peoples from uh, every tongue and tribe and nation of the world. Um, this is a great, great blessing that he had no way of being able to, to uh, total up. It would have been beyond his comprehension. But he gets a small taste of what that blessing is going to be uh, in this name change. So then Jacob asks him for his name. Please tell me your name. But the man tells him instead, why is it that you ask my name? Which has to be a rhetorical question because he doesn't give an answer. Oh, I asked because you asked me. Or I asked because I'm pretty sure you're God and I want to know your name. Or I want, I want to know if you're not God, then tell me who you are and where you come from. Well, he doesn't get that information. We don't have the right to demand information of God that he has not purposed to give us. You know, this is why I talk to, I, I get so wound up about the idea of, of not, this is why I get so wound up about the doctrine of the sufficiency of Scripture. We can ask a lot of questions. We don't have to twist the Bible to try to get answers for every question that we have. Everything that we need to know that pertains to life and godliness in our world, in our time, and in times to come is in Scripture. We don't have to speculate. We don't have to look for extra materials elsewhere. We don't have to try to add books to the canon that we think answer our questions. God gave us what we needed for the most important, uh, for the most important things in the world how to be saved. What is God's nature? How can we know him? How can we love him? How has he loved us? What has he done on our behalf to reconcile sinful people to himself? How are we to live a life uh, that honors him and gives a, a credible and vibrant witness to the lost world? These are all things that are crystal clear in Scripture. There's no debate about them whatsoever. And in God's grace, he's given us lots of text here um, that we can that we can mine his 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 written word and gain lots of other truth, lots of other encouragement, um, lots of exhortation from the pages of Scripture. So 
we have a treasure trove of knowledge in the Bible. We don't need to go seek for something else. So why do I say all that? We don't have the right to demand of God the information that we want at the moment. It was not the time for God to reveal his covenant name. Now, we talked in in Exodus uh, at the burning bush, God does reveal his covenant name to Moses. But again, we chalk this up to um, where in the New Testament it says, in the fullness of time, Christ came in the flesh. Well, in the fullness of time, the covenant name of Yahweh was revealed. It was revealed to Moses, and Moses revealed it to the people of Israel. But at this time, God did not purpose for that name to be given. So he gives him a rhetorical question. Why is it that you ask my name? Uh, no, <laughs> don't, ask, don't ask for my name. Why is it that you ask my name? And he blessed him there. So he, did, he wasn't rebuking him. Uh, he wasn't chiding him. Just said, hmm, why do you ask? And then he gives him the blessing. So this is now the second blessing that Jacob has received in his life. So Jacob, the trickster, who got his first blessing through deceit, through lies, um, through clever misdirection, has now received a second and greater blessing from God himself um, after this wrestling match. So Jacob has now received a new name. He's received a blessing. And so what does Jacob do? He names the place. Uh, and this is common throughout the Old Testament, that when people have an encounter with God, um, they will set up an altar. They'll set up a memorial. They'll give the place a name. And so Jacob names this place Peniel. Uh, it may be in your Bible as Penuel. Um, Penuel is also... Uh, the name of, a, of an area as well. So this is probably a little bit of wordplay. Um, in fact, the, the, Hebrew, uh, the Hebrew text is full of wordplay. In fact, I found a note on this that um, the Hebrew words for wrestle, Jacob, and Jabbok, which is the name of the river, all sound a lot alike. They rhyme. Um, in fact, it's, it's deeper than a rhyme. They're like a Little, little riffs on each other almost. So the three words sound very similar. There's lots of wordplay in, uh, in the Hebrew text. So uh, I think this is part of that as well. But he, So he, he names the place Peniel. I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been preserved. So even though Jacob doesn't know the covenant name of God, he knows enough about God from his, from his father, uh, who learned it from his father, Abraham, God is one that you don't see him face to face and live. God is holy and you are not. You're sinful. Um, if you were to see his face, you would be obliterated. He's that, he's that far above us. Yet God is merciful and he came in the form of a man, had this wrestling match. They, they, were, they were more than face to face. They were wrestling on the ground for hours. So they were... Um, they were very, very close to each other, and yet Jacob lived. Israel lived. Now, he, he lived with a limp, because uh, we see um, the sun rose, and then he crossed over Penuel, and he was limping. He was limping on his thigh, it says. So he, I'm going to assume that he lived with a limp for the rest of his life. He kind of had this mark. He was marked uh, with this tussle with, with this appearance of God, this theophany, um, this wrestling match with God, 
he kept a mark of that his entire life. In fact, it's also kind of interesting that as a way to, to mark that, to honor that uh, struggle that he had, um, it says the, the sons of Israel do not even eat the sinew of the hip uh, of any animal that they eat uh, out of honor for where Jacob, where their forefather Israel wrestled with God and walked away with a blessing rather than dying. So I think this is a, a fascinating story. Uh, it's It says so much about um, the human heart, how stubborn we are. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of Jacob in all of us. Um, when we want our way, we will fight tooth and nail to try to get it. And God in his mercy, even when he does grant that blessing, Jacob had no right to demand a blessing from God. Uh, he knew it was God, and he said, I will not let you go until you give me a blessing. God blessed that that struggle. God blessed that obstinate request from him because we are created to seek God's blessing. Left to our own devices in our sinful nature, we see people delight in curse, in being cursed. Um, people curse God's name routinely. Um, people hate God. We're born, we're all born hating God. There, there are no neutral individuals. I love, I'll say, I say it probably every podcast. Um, we are born as cosmic traitors against the holy God. God is our enemy <laughs> from from the moment we even can understand what an enemy is. God is God is the enemy of sinful man. But Jacob here, not only in this, this passage, but earlier in the chapter, displays great faith in God. He prays for God to help him, to protect him uh, from his brother Esau, who, who he thinks is out for his blood. Um, he wrestles with God. He knows it's God, and he knows that God is a God of blessings um, because God, he knows that God blessed Abraham, and he blessed his, his own father Isaac. So this is my father's God that he worships. Maybe he didn't know him very well. Um, I think there was quite a bit of a sanctification in the life of Jacob, uh, in the life of Israel. Um, but he knew he was a God of blessing, and he, he asked him for it. He was bold, uh, and God honored him. God honored his request. And he, boy, did he get a blessing. He certainly got a blessing. And he didn't have to trick anybody for it. Because you can't, you can't fool God. You can come to God with your, with your requests. You bring your praises. You bring your concerns. You bring your requests to him. And he loves to give good gifts to his children. We see him give an excellent gift here to Israel. He gives him a new name. Uh, he gives him a blessing. And we see through the testimony of Genesis just how much Israel was blessed and how much his descendants were blessed for generation to generation to generation, even to uh, the incarnation of Christ. And then that blessing is further <laughs> spread to those who repent and believe in Christ, people who are not, who are not Jewish, people of, of all sorts of ethnicities, across the world, people from every tongue, tribe, and nation, uh, we, we, get, we are also blessed. We're blessed in the new covenant. Um, God's law is written on our hearts. Our sins are forgiven. They're removed from us. The righteousness of Christ is credited to us. 
and we can live a life of of reconciliation with our Creator, uh, a life of praise and glory to Him, to His name, to His character, to who He is, and an eager expectation to spend eternity face to face without the the dirtiness of sin uh, in our hearts that we can one day see God face to face and rejoice and not hide, to not have to wrestle uh, or or strive any longer, to, to finally be at true peace with God, uh, with the absence of sin altogether. Uh, a glorious promise that we see just a little taste of in this theophany here. Well, thank you for listening. Um, if this has been a blessing to you, or if you have questions or, or disagreements or, or anything of the sort, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Um, you can reach us on social media. Uh, we have a Facebook page as well as a Facebook group. Uh, you can request to join the group. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and gab at guyswithbibles. Uh, you can email us directly at guyswbibles at gmail.com. And then you can also visit our website, guyswithbibles.com. And feel free uh, to check out the show notes. Uh, get Go into those notes and click on the Bar Network website. There's so many good podcasts on the Bar Network, and it seems like uh, we've been adding more and more to the network, and it's really amazing. Um, You'll be blessed to subscribe to any and all of of those podcasts. So I highly encourage you to do that. And again, I thank you for listening. Uh, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.